Welcome to the Play Roma podcast with your host, Dr. Jeff Engbers. Play Roma is a word used in the Bible for fullness, abundance, and hearts and hands having more than enough. When we engage in Christ-centered play, we discover the depth of God's creation. Hope you enjoy this episode. Play Roma podcast. How are you doing, Christina? I'm doing really good. We are currently on her prep hour. Uh, what, what do you teach here, Christina? I teach high school math, so I have basic algebra and algebra two. Very nice. So yeah, we've got a little bit of time here. Um, Christina, if you could describe, yeah, I guess first, what do you coach here? I coach freshman volleyball. And how long have you been here? This is my second year. And if you could describe your journey, you've got kind of a, a unique journey. Uh, if you could describe that and uh, yeah, kind of how you've ended up here at Unity. Yeah, so I grew up in Southwest Michigan in Stevensville and went to Lakeshore High School, the public high school there, and then ended up realizing that I loved volleyball and I wanted to play in college. So I found uh, the opportunity to play at Bethel College so I went there and played volleyball all four years. It had a, had its ups and downs, but it was really good. Um, and in that time, I did a semester abroad. So while I was overseas, I really realized that it's an amazing opportunity to live overseas if I ever got it. So when college was done, I got an opportunity to go teach and coach overseas. So I taught at an international school in South Korea. And then I... I uh, was there for four years, so I was an RA in the dorm and teaching math and coaching volleyball for two years, and then just teaching and coaching for my last two years there, and then decided I wanted to be back with family, so here I am back at Unity. What level volleyball did you coach in South Korea, or how did it, was it an international school, yeah, league, so or? We were an international school, so we had students that had lived overseas, but a lot of them were still like had Korean heritage, but we would play teams from American-based schools and other international schools in like kayak. So that was our Korean division that we would have like kind of your district tournament at the end. And then we were also in an APAC league, which was an international conference. So we would have one weekend tournament, well, like a Wednesday to a Sunday, where we'd go fly to some other country and have a three-day tournament. Our school was pretty small, so often we would get whooped. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really cool to get to travel to like China and Thailand and different places to go play. Very nice. I've had yeah. some friends who have talked overseas and then they've talked about that and they've traveled for you know, flying to weekend tournaments, but Right. Who would have who would ever think that you would do that? But yeah. It was a great opportunity. High level volleyball was it a varsity like a high school? So level? I coached varsity volleyball. Yeah. And our school sports was not a huge thing, especially for the females. Like, they didn't play a ton growing up. So 
I would say our varsity team was probably similar level to like the freshman team here at Unity. Yeah. yeah. But the other schools, like some schools were very international and had a lot of American kids. So then they would be like similar to a varsity level team in the States. Yeah. If, maybe I'll put you on the spot here. I think in some ways, I think America can overdo sports a little bit. Would you have found it refreshing to be in South Korea at that level of high school volleyball and working with kids who are very brand new to it? Or did you think, man, there's so much potential and we're missing out because they're getting exposed to volleyball at such a late age? Or a little bit of both? Definitely a little bit of both. So I, when I first got to Korea, it was just like culture shock, mind blown. Like, why don't these kids care about sports? And then you realize like, okay, I can teach them so much. Like it was really fun to coach them literally from like basically zero skills. And the coaches they've had haven't been super knowledgeable either to get to really shape your team however you want it to be. And teach them how to be teammates and how to, you know, play every position and do everything. That was really cool to see the growth because it was just extreme. Yeah. Um, and it did definitely now looking back at the States initially in Korea, it was like a culture shock of, wow, sports is nothing here. Why don't people care about it? And then now I look here and I'm like, wow, sports is everything. And it's really not that big of a deal. Like you realize that it's not that important but it's also something you love. And I think that was fun too in Korea. The girls really loved the game because they weren't there because their parents were making them or because they'd done it since they were five years old. They were just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll try out for volleyball. (laughs) So they ended up just loving it, which was really fun. That must have been interesting kind of coming off of as a college volleyball player. So totally being in both worlds and Mm -hmm. seeing and, and experiencing both worlds of sport right yeah yeah Yeah, it was definitely definitely an extreme shift of like you know we're doing two a days and intense practices and then you go to high school you're like okay this will be pretty intense yeah and you're just trying to trying to grasp what it's supposed to look like and like my role as I want this to be a more competitive team and I want us to grow but also I can't completely flip it and make it super intense because then everyone will quit yeah (laughs) so it was a balance. How would you say, uh, we've talked a little bit in the past about overseas teaching, and how would you say that that molded you as a person or as a teacher, um, being able to have that experience? Yeah, I think it was really interesting to live in a different culture, because you just learn so much about how, how we live life in America isn't how everyone lives life. So in Asia there is a huge focus on education and kids will be totally distraught if they fail their math test and their parents will be on them. And when their parent teacher conferences happen, it's like, Hey, can you give my kid more homework? Like, could you make them work harder? (laughs) And here it's like, Oh, well we all suck at math. So it's fine. Don't worry about it. And just the different views of like, what's going to bring you success is really interesting but I learned so much of like oh the way we do it doesn't have to be right it might be like that's how things work here but there's other ways of doing things so it's just really good to like broaden your perspective of 
what's normal. Yeah. Like in every place, normal is different. Yeah. And yeah. to know that your normal doesn't have to be right. Yeah. It's just like your normal. That's good. That's good perspective. If, if so, we're talking about play Roma, which is fullness, um, abundance, and so if we're thinking about that in sport, and your how about your experience as a college, a collegiate athlete at Bethel University? What brought you joy as a volleyball player? Yeah. I mean, like moments when you get a really good kill or just an awesome play, like there's definitely fullness of joy and play Roma in that. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to think of like the overall experience, it would definitely be my teammates. Mm -hmm. So I, even this summer, it's like seven years later, had a beach league with four of my college teammates mm -hmm. and we still just love like yakking it up and my college teammates are some of my best friends to this day. So it's just the community that you build when you're a part of a team for four years is really special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say I've had kind of an, a similar, I still keep in touch with a lot of the athletes that I, um, you know, played with or ran with. Um, and it is, it's a unique, especially at that college level where you're all kind of in the same environment for four years, just different than high school or club or, or whatever. But Right. Yeah, that's good. What are a few experiences from your high school and college experiences that you've taken into your coaching with you? And so as, as you've kind of, this is your third year, co or sec you've coached for two years here? This is, yeah, so I finished my second season. Um, so as, as you kind of reflect on kind of molding yourself in South Korea as a coach, and then here um, at Unity Christian, what are some of those things as a, as a former player, as a college athlete, did you take into your coaching and say, hey, that's something that I really want to have on my freshman volleyball team? Yeah. I, one thing that I learned from the most, and I think it was the hardest probably as a player, was sitting the bench. So my freshman and sophomore year, I spent a lot of time on the bench in college. And that has been such a good experience for me to have as a coach because then I know how those girls on my bench feel and that I can't make it better you know like mm -hmm. it's gonna suck yep. <laughs> but I can be like hey I know this is hard um, but we like you are a part of this team and we need you and we're glad that you're here and you can fight for that spot like you can get on the floor uh, so that's one thing I feel like the biggest impactful moment as an athlete was just having those times where it was so hard to be on the team because you just want to play and you aren't mm -hmm. getting playing time. Um, and then to be a coach and to be that person that's making kids sit the bench is tough. Yeah. But it's good to have a perspective of like, hey, I know how you feel. I've been there. It sucks. But do you want this? Like, mm -hmm. are you going to fight for it? Yep. So... Yeah, that's no, the first that's thing good. that came to mind for yeah. me. I think growth, it's easy to talk about, but you got to experience hardship. And then growth happens when you experience those hardships. More so than when everything's going great, you know? I, right. I think it's, that's where you learn and you grow the most. Um, and through something like, yeah, you're really wanting to play and you don't, you have to go earn it or you have to go fight for it. Or you're going to fight for it and you never get it mm -hmm. either. And those are hard hard lessons but I think that's where we can we get molded I guess um, maybe the most but and I think it's really helpful having a, a I think a good coach understands all that you know sometimes you get a really good athlete 
um, who didn't have to work really hard for it and they have a tough time coaching because they can't reach you know a specific type of kid right, right. or vice versa you know yeah but yeah it's good what what would you how would you what is a christian coach so for thinking about faith you know what what makes a maybe a coach who's a christian and who's leading a christian team maybe a little bit different yeah um, I think it's it's really cool. Both of my schools that I've taught at have been Christian schools, but in Korea it was different because a lot of the students were not Christian, weren't grown, didn't grow up in the church. So I was really excited to make my team like founded on Christian beliefs because sometimes that's the only place these girls are really going to hear this. I mean, they'll hear it at school and chapel, but mm-hmm. um, it was really exciting for me to be like yeah I can be a Christian coach and like reach these girls and I think a lot of that is just taking the time to be like a body together so teams are always I feel like an analogy of a body which is so perfect in my mind with the body of Christ Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay this team is a body and we're all going to have different strengths and we're all going to have different weaknesses and we're going to have to work together to grow And that's such a picture of what we're supposed to do as Christians, like encourage each other and use your gifts where you can use them. And um, we're going to have hardship Mm -hmm. and things aren't going to go great, but how are you going to respond to your teammate? How are you going to respond to your brother or sister in Christ? So I love that picture of the body of Christ on your team. Mm -hmm. Um, But what does that look like? I feel like it's just taking the time to like, talk to your players, be like, Hey, I, I know you, I love you. I care about you. How can I be praying for you mm-hmm. so that they know you're not just this like person who wants them to perform. And if they don't perform, you're angry with them. It's like, yep. no, well, yeah, I want you to do well. Yep. But in the end, I don't care if we win or lose. Like I care if you know Jesus. Yep. And so that's like having that overarching idea of like, yeah, we're here to compete. But in the end, if you love the Lord and we lose, I'm way happier than if you hate the Lord and we win. Yeah, yeah. So. No, that's good. I, you know, I think with sports, and, and, and you name it, from swim to, to volleyball to running to basketball, football, kids, kids and parents, but kids really care about it. And I think that's a, because they care, I think they trust coaches and they, they're, they're, they're bought in. And it's an easy way or it's a positive way to be able to mentor kids and get to know kids and, um, yeah, share Christ with them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and teach them just like you said. That's good. What do you enjoy most as a coach? Definitely just getting to, like, know my team. Yeah. I love just the times where it's like, oh, they're all on the bus and being dumb, and it's just, like, fun enjoying each other so that relationship aspect I'm a huge relationship person so getting to invest in girls and then see them for the next four years growing up here it's like oh I know you I care about you and you know that and so building that bond with my team yeah have you have you seen that impact you as a classroom teacher at all yeah I think Especially so coaching. And then when I first started in Korea, I was in the dorm too. Mm -hmm. So in the dorm, it was just like hanging out with kids. We had to make sure they like did what they were supposed to. But also it was like, we're playing ping pong and we're eating snacks. And we're just like, 
building relationship. And I realized how much, like there's kids that I would have in class that would be really difficult. And I'd be like, if I, if I didn't know you outside of school, I would really not like you, but you're so fun when we're playing ping pong or whatever. And you realize like, Oh, everyone has a story and everyone has like their niche. And yeah, a lot of kids don't love math, but they still have things that they love and things you can relate with them about. And so I think that like helped in my coaching and from coaching has also helped in my teaching of like, yeah, you can get to know these kids and still enjoy them, even if they might not love your subject or if they're being a pain in the butt, like they still have things that are enjoyable about them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I, I think you're right. Every person has a story and it's probably difficult to always see that story in the classroom because there's, you know, so much content to get through and, you know, whereas in a, there's a lot of downtime in sports where you can see, see personalities maybe come through a little bit more than in the classroom. I like Mm -hmm. that. You said that well. Is there a coach yours that, um, made a significant impact on you and, and I'm, I'm guessing as a, you've had plenty of coaches in your day. And then how would that person that you're thinking of maybe have made an impact on you? Yeah. So I had a freshman basketball coach, actually, who his name was Coach Hosbein. And he was just an awesome guy who we had a team that was not very good. But he continued to just encourage us and enjoy us and celebrate our victories, but then also like push us to be better athletes. And we just had a great season and it was one of my hardest seasons. Like I remember crying and going home and being like, mom, I'm gonna quit basketball, I can't do this. (laughs) Um, But if I didn't have him as a coach, I think like I could have quit basketball and I love basketball, but that was really great to have someone who was just like, I think the relationship aspect of like, hey, he would take us out to ice cream and yeah. like, we're just going to enjoy this, but also like, let's get better. Yeah. So. I'm curious what made that season so hard, if you can remember. <laughs> so I was the only, uh, not the only, I was one of the few skilled players. So I was like the tallest one, but I was the point guard. And so if I didn't do well, the team didn't do well. Yeah. And so there's a lot of pressure on pressure. me, yeah. but also... We just didn't have much of a team to work with. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, we just lost by 40. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. I've got a few quick hitters for you. Okay. So more of like a one word kind of response. And I'm, I'll try and not comment, but I typically, <laughs> I get myself caught because I'm always curious. All right. So first one, if you could coach any sport besides volleyball, what would it be? Basketball. Basketball, all right. And you played in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. I played through high school. Let's see. What is something that brings you fullness or joy, let's say, outside of sport? Um, I love to play the guitar. You do? Yeah. I'm not very good. I have the solid four chords of, like, uh, worship songs. Yeah. <laughs> but I love to play guitar and sing. I like it. Very nice. Best vacation you've been on? Oh, I went to Vietnam and went to Ha Long Bay and had like a three-day boat trip. It was amazing. That sounds awesome. Was that while you were in South Korea? Yeah. And I take it not with a volleyball team? 
Nope. So it was with like three of my really good friends there. Oh, and we wow. were, it was just us and then the like four Vietnamese guys who owned the boat. Yeah. So we got to like fish for squid off the back of their boat and go kayaking and snorkeling. But also we were completely unplugged yeah. and just in the middle of like God's gorgeous creation. Yeah, was, that sounds really good. It was so great. I would go back today if I could. Yeah, that's good. If you could compete in the Olympics in a sport other than volleyball, what would it be? Okay, I'm going to do two extreme opposites. Yeah. Uh, either figure skating or hockey. Figure skating or I mean, hockey? Well, like those aren't total opposites. They're both on ice. They're both on ice, but yeah. they are opposites in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one's very beautiful, one's very intense. Yeah. Both are intense. Yeah. But I think figure skating is really pretty, but I'd probably be more fit for hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Do you enjoy practice days or game days more as, let's go both as an athlete and as a coach? Ooh, okay, as a coach, definitely practice days because you get to work with your team and build build relationship, but also just, like, get better. And yeah. As a player, probably game days. Yeah. yeah. It's fun to compete. Yeah, that's good. What is a book that you read recently? Finding Alaska by John Green. Very nice. Yeah. How about most memorable moment of playing volleyball at Bethel University? Oh, our team. So Taylor University had like a home winning streak for multiple years. They hadn't lost at home and we beat them at home and it was awesome. Nice. Would you, would you get decent crowds? Um, so at Bethel, we had a decent amount of like students that would come and we would actually compete in the smaller gym. So they, so it looked like it was bigger. (laughs) Uh, but for the most part, I would say they're not, we weren't like packing the house, but we had decent crowds. But it would be loud there and yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. a good environment. That's good. All right. While driving to work, you listen to A, nothing, B, a podcast, C, music on the radio or D, talk radio. Usually music on the radio. Nice. Day in the mountains hiking or a day at the beach? Day at the beach. In uh, Stevensville? Yeah, St. Joe. I'd be at Silver Beach playing beach volleyball. I like it. Uh, Best part of teaching is what? Knowing my students. That's good. Very good. Well, hey, thanks for... for Uh, coming in and chatting for a little bit yeah thanks for having me it was a blast it's been good to uh get to know you a little better and um yeah find out yeah what all makes you tick as a coach so thanks for coming in yeah no problem sweet thank you thanks for tuning in to this episode of the play roma podcast with coach christina welch Hopefully you were able to glean some of her wisdom of coaching and teaching. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Play Roma podcast. It'll be coming out in a few weeks.